Hi, welcome to my creativity. about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process. Well, my creativity. From planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head, and the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. Now each week, I go over my previous week's goals, and at the end of the episode, I present some new goals. And so, Let's get straight into that. So my last week's goals. Now last week, I skipped an episode. Uh, And that was just really a matter of timing and events. And now I'm back for this week. So I was fixing my hips. So this is an interesting thing. I've been doing a lot of running for the past 10, 12 years. And finally, I've hurt my left leg in some way. I don't want to use a particular muscle because, quite frankly, I'm not entirely sure. But somewhere in the back, the hamstring gluteus region, one of those things is is sore for some way. And that has caused me then to run uh, in a way that favors my leg and is hurting my right leg now around the ankle and knee it tends to get a bit sore and then my hips were getting sore so I stopped the running and this past week in fact it's been so rainy I haven't been able to do anything I've been cycling instead today I went for a 5k run and I because I I thought my my legs feel pretty good by the end of it I have to admit now that I think I'm going to have to go a little bit more long term not running because my, my legs just aren't working out on that so uh, that's probably going to change my marathon effort. My marathon is going to change into a bike ride. It will be a 120-kilometer bike ride from Mandra to Perth and back uh, instead of a 40-kilometer run. And that's just because I like to use my legs and I want them to still be around for some years yet. My short story. I've done a whole bunch of work on that. I'm coming up to the 5,000-word mark. It's going to be a 20,000-word novelette. It's not going to be as short as I would have liked. But hey, that just means more value for your kiddos, right? Excellent. And in the meantime, I have also gotten back to recording Space Brains podcasts and gotten back to, oh, well, I've got my house refinanced and I have to deal with like a, a fence that blew over in a storm, so I'm going to try and deal with insurance. Oh my goodness, being an adult is rough. But what I want to talk about more than all that sort of thing today is the split between traditional publishing and self-publishing. And what's more controversial in today's writing communities? Well, probably lots of things. But self-publishing is gaining in popularity. I'll put forward my thoughts on this topic. I'll start by going over what traditional publishing is and what it does, and then compare it to self-publishing Plus, as a bonus, I'll waffle on about my thoughts on the matter. So traditional publishing. In the traditional model, 
which is odd because it's traditional only in the fact that it's earlier than the current trend of self-publishing. Uh, before the current model that we call traditional, there was, in fact, uh, other models of patron-supported and self-publishing. So, you know, go figure. But anyway, we'll, we'll call it traditional. In the traditional model, the author writes their work, polishes it, and submits it to either directly to a publisher or to an agent who then submits to publishers on the author's behalf. The publisher and sometimes the agent provide editorial feedback to massage the work into what the publisher wants to market. Then the publisher does some marketing. The amount varies, but you'd expect they would at least push the work to various distributors and hand out copies to reviewers. Uh, and the author gets an advance on royalties. And there's sort of something that a lot of people always point out is a very important thing, that if you're going to get someone saying, yes, I'll publish your book, they pay you. You don't, If you're paying someone else, then what you're really doing is a form of self-publishing. And you're probably going to be doing an expensive form of self-publishing because they might pretend as if it's some sort of tr traditional publishing. And it's usually called vanity publishing when you get to that. But the important point here is traditional, the author gets paid. Uh, you, you, the timing of that is, is sort of up to contracts and things, but it's an advance on royalties earned. And you do get it in cash, which is nice. Self-publishing. In the self-publishing model, the author writes their work and polishes it and then attempts to do everything that the publisher does. And they can either do that on their own or with friends or they can pay for editors and so forth. Uh, the amount varies on, on how far someone wants to go with these things, but it's all up to the author. So over the last few years, things sort of have changed. And what has caused this change? The internet, of course. Even up until just a few years ago, it was very difficult and some would argue fruitless to attempt self-publishing. And when I say a few years ago, uh, this would be in internet speeds here because if you went, get, went back 10 years ago, self-publishing was... Uh, if you go back 15 years ago, it, it just sort of doesn't really exist much. But uh, it's changing now. And, and that's because the entry cost compared to possible payout was very high in the past. You would have to you had to um, you know pay for uh, your book to be set up, and you'd have to pay for print runs. You need to buy a large print run of books. In fact, uh, you'd have to become a travelling salesman, lugging boxes of books from shop to shop, and you'd only have a small chance of selling anything. Ebooks and publish on demand printing has changed all of that. You can now get your book listed for sale and have a printer run off only the copies you sell. Better than that, ebooks don't need printing. They're electronic. So, things that a traditional publisher does. They employ an editor to help authors with their work. Uh, the level of editorial help varies, obviously, from publisher to publisher and author and author. They physically print the books, or at least they foot the bill for the uh, printing. Uh, they see the book is distributed to large bookstore chains, or at the very least put on their order forms and notified as being a new book. 
and they know how to market the author's work, and they know how to put copies in front of people. Um, that's kind of one of the biggest advantages, really, I think, is that they have this connection of networks, so that when the publisher gets a certain book that they know will fit a market niche, let's calling out for the, for this sort of book, they know who to then turn around and say, hey, you person or people, here's a book that will satisfy that market and you'll love it. Authors don't, uh, self-published authors don't get that. So they also, the publisher will also then organize cover art. Um, they'll, they'll make sure the back of the book blurb is done and, and they can get other authors to endorse work because they've got authors on their um, lists. So what a self-publisher can now do, well, they can employ an editor to help with their work and format their books as an ebook, organize a print-on-demand service. They can upload the ebook to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, 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 you know, Ingram Spark, Smashwords, WhatsApp. No, AppPad, WhatsApp, the <laughs> messaging service, um, and any and, and any number of these things. They can use social networking sites and blogs and review sites and have a website to get the people interested. And they can pay a one-stop shop for cover art and blurb copy. So what does a traditional publisher do that a self-publisher can't do? And for the most part, it comes down to entry costs and marketing. The cost for a self-publisher to get professional-looking book out has dropped significantly, but it can still cost up to, you know, five grand. Or you can you can spend as much as you want on it, really. But you're looking, you know, one to five thousand dollars, uh, depending on how much editing is needed and how many other services you want to use. On the other hand, a talented author could have almost no costs except time. Uh, that's not as likely. Now, the big thing a publisher does know is market knowledge. As an example, with the amount of information on the internet now, anyone can create a website. But with 15 years in the industry, I would have a much better chance of making it work than a person who is self-taught and only just starting out. That is to say, it can't be done, but experience is important. And this applies for publishers. As I mentioned there, they know how to publish and market and sell a book. They've been doing it for a long time. So yeah, I could go along and I could figure it out, but it's going to take me all of that. You know, They've got their running head start. It would take me all of that time to get the experience, and, and even then I still may not be as good. So what's my choice? Well, ultimately, traditional or self-publishing. My goal is not to become the next billion-dollar author. Although, you know, I'm not going to stop that from happening. But my goal, though, is to inspire people and to see other creators inspire and to help them inspire. Like, it's a generation, inspiration upon inspiration. And, of course, in order to do that, I will need to make money. But the money I'm looking to making is not necessarily from the writing works that I personally do. So look, in the future, there's still going to be physical books. Uh, I remember back when ebooks were sort of first coming out, there was this thought that real books would go away. But physical books have a place. Novels, not as much. Certainly, I think classic works of of literature that people are even really favoured um, popular literature that people like will definitely go as books. A lot of ebooks are consumed now because with one small device you can carry a whole library 
And for people who are voracious readers, purchasing that many physical copies and finding a place to put them is unreasonable. But ebooks, definitely. But I do also think that publishers will need to change significantly. They'll need to remember that they don't sell content, they sell access to content, and they sell a reputation of quality. The publisher that forgets that, that thinks they can sell books, uh, sorry, or that thinks that they sell books, or thinks they sell stories, will fail. The book as a product has always been about being a convenient vehicle for content, and that vehicle is changing. Publishers need to change. Let me know what you think about self-publishing versus traditional publishing and what the pros and cons of each are and how easy it is to do these things. I spoke with my, my older brother and he was actually telling me that he's always suspicious of an ebook that doesn't cost more than $12. If it's less than $12 ebook, he's looking at it thinking, mm, that's going to be crap. So interesting, just side note there that it may well be worth your while to take a smaller percentage of royalty from Amazon if you think you've got the goods and you want to get in front of people. Because there'll be people who judge quality. They, they will look at the $12 ebook and go, oh, here's something of quality, as opposed to see the $3 ebook and go, oh, yet another self published pile of garbage. <laughs> as we all are. So, yeah. um, next week's goals. I'm continuing my short story. Uh, I'm also, though, I'm continuing to improve my website. A few things going on that. I've reorganized the menus, for example. But I've got a few more things on there. I need to get uh, press kit going. I've got to get my space brains uh, ladders listed. I need to add a bit more content for um, searchability. Maybe some blurbs on the home page to... Um, index a bit better and those sorts of things i also have to then start a um i want to start looking at this idea i've had for a a micro audio drama to include in uh my creativity and also in personalized and so on and micro audio drama being each episode would only be a couple of minutes long sort of thing um and so having it as a standalone might be a bit odd but Incorporating something else would be kind of cool. And that's it for this week. Keep a look out for the latest Space Brains that has been published. It's on Total Recall with Arnold, one of my favorite actors of the 80s and 90s. Uh, it's an absolute classic movie and we discuss it nicely. Uh, then we've got uh, Personalized is releasing a new episodes. So make sure you follow them on Twitter and Get on to the um, ooh, Gravity Undone Discord channel, which is at Gravity Undone. I'm sure you'll find it. See ya.